What is good, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods. We are joined by one of the best returning defensive backs. And if you let the analytics talk, the highest graded returning FCS defensive back in the country this year, my guy Frankie West, Eastern Kentucky defensive back, just transferred from Illinois State, where he started pretty much all the last season into the year with 48 total tackles, five pass breakups, two picks. It was an intricate part in that defense and is going to move on to EKU as they look to win the A-Sun, get back to the FCS playoffs for the second consecutive season. Man, Frankie, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Hey, man. So we got to go way back. So I want to I was I went back. I was kind of pulling, you know, huddle film, looking at your career in high school and you were all conference, all area, won a conference championship. You were a standout in track. You did it all coming out of high school. What was your recruiting process like? It was uh, it was very bleak. I would say I didn't get the amount of looks I was expecting to get. Um, comparing to my stats at Norwood Community High School in Bloomington. Uh, we had a lot of dogs, a lot of people that I felt like should have gotten better looks, but they didn't. And those guys that have, I was able to play with are doing great things where they're at now, as long as, as well as what I'm doing. I couldn't be happier with um, God's journey that I had for me. And I'm just happy where I am today. Your dad played at Illinois state back in the early nineties, went on to have a great CFL career as well. Was Illinois State always in the front of your mind as a place you wanted to play, or it just happened that they emerged early in your recruiting process, and that's where you ended up going? Absolutely. You know, uh, my dad being at Illinois State and uh, living in Bloomington, you know, it's a small enough town to where people talk and they kind of compare. They say, you know, your dad was he was one of the greatest players I've ever seen, and then um, him always being my coach and I us always going to Illinois State football games, it was definitely a special moment for us to bond and for us to connect and to share the love for the great game of football. It was an amazing experience. So I would say I was always wanting to go to Illinois State. And when they were able to give me the walk-on opportunity, because I was a walk-on, I was happy enough to take it and say, I'm going to work and I'm going to show that I deserve to be here just as like my dad did. The walk-on process is is just – I don't think people who weren't walk-ons really understand all the struggles. And we've seen a lot of great walk-ons, especially at the FCS level, end up being NFL players, getting to that next level. For you, what was your process like and uh, when you eventually earned that scholarship, man? What was that moment like for you? It, it was heart-dropping. It was uh, a time for me to reflect on how much I had to overcome. You know, when I came in, I was a – fifth string corner which means I was about the 10th corner on the depth chart and we just had amazing corners ahead of me in that process and I was able to learn and get a lot of tools uh, from them but when they announced my name was going to be given a scholarship it was just so many emotions of you know all the hard work all the extra days being on the practice field perfecting your craft it's finally paying off. You redshirted your first year. COVID pushes back that spring season. You see action in, in the handful of games that Illinois State played. But the 2021 season was really kind of your breakout season. You earn your first start. You play in 10 games. And then 2022 comes around. You start the whole season. You're the highest graded defensive back in the country. What clicked after that spring season in terms of you developing your game, being one of the top contributors in the MVFC? I would say it's 
mainly confidence. You know, I was blessed to play with uh, a high amount of DBs at Illinois State to where they said, this is how we play. We carry a swagger about ourselves that nobody can beat us, and that's the um, the potential we see in you to contribute to that. So I would say the biggest thing was confidence um, as well as having experience because playing in your first collegiate game, you get some butterflies, but once you get those first couple of plays, everything starts to simmer down. And I would just say it was just, you know, as well as being a walk-on, once you get those first couple of plays in, you see, okay, at the end of the day, it's college, but football is football. And God bless me with the abilities to play this sport. I'm going to show what I can do. You grew up around the program. Your dad played there. You finally have your big break, have one of the best seasons of your career. What played into your decision to explore the transfer portal this offseason? Yeah, it was a very tough decision because Illinois State was home, and I had such a great amount of respect for the program, and I still have coaches that I love that, you know, helped me with this journey, and as well as teammates who I still talk to every day. Um, But I would just say it was my time to – kind of spread my wings and fly. And, you know, being at Illinois State, I was always known as Frank West's son. So I wanted to be able to kind of create my own label and start my own journey. And EKU, they gave me that and they were consistent enough to constantly stay with me a part of my journey. And that's why I went to them. When you look at this EKU team, they have developed some of I've really enjoyed some of the best defensive players. You look at Matthew Jackson, who kind of a hybrid player who I've had on the show. That's my guy. He's going to do big things with the Titans. TK McClendon transferred into EKU last year, undrafted free agent with the Titans as well. And the list goes on and on. How much did the defensive success of Eastern Kentucky these past few seasons play into your decision to, to transfer there? It was huge, you know, and I had a, uh... Coach Franklin, who was the corner, who was the quarterback coach at EKU, he came up to me and said, "Hey, we have a system that we think is pretty similar to what you were at Illinois State, and we think you can thrive." And you know, just being able to spend some time with him and kind of talking schematics, I realized this place works best for me, and the success that they've had at the defensive positions, as well as just the whole team focal point. Because when I first came on my visit. They were extremely welcoming. Um, They didn't know anything about me, but that didn't matter to them. They saw a guy who just wanted to play football, and that's what the whole team is. They're just a bunch of dudes who love to play the great sport. When I, I well, I got to talk to Coach Wells at ASUN Media Day last year, and he's he is such a he's such an awesome person to talk to. And you know, he has a wild story too, especially after last season. I saw how much his team rides for him and cares about him. What is he like behind the scenes so far that you've you've been able to spend a little bit of time with him, go through go through spring and everything? What is he like behind the scenes? Oh, he's great. He's such a funny, uh, kind-hearted guy. He's definitely one of the most unique coaches I've been able to play with because um, he just gathers so much respect from his players. And whenever you're able to see that, it's just so inspirational to see the length that players will go through for their coaches and as well as for his journey from last year and having to go to the hospital and the player saying, hey, we got you. It, it was just so inspirational. And I just saw myself as this guy is, cares so much about his players and why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? 
when the biggest challenge for a transfer, especially yourself being a graduate transfer, having, you know, just a year or so eligibility left is leaving your role as the guy in, in Illinois state secondary and establishing your establishing yourself as a leader in a completely new locker room in a short amount of time. What has been your goals and approach to that established coming in and saying, I know you guys already got the culture, but you guys can still look to me as a leader in the secondary. Absolutely. You know, I take myself as um, someone who wanted to lead by example. I wasn't always the biggest vocal leader, but I wanted to be able to transform myself into that as well as I don't want to be that rah-rah, you have to follow me. I wanted to get that respect and from my teammates. And I believe my teammates see the passion I have and I see the passion that my teammates have. And we're able to kind of just follow each other into something that is bigger than just one personal leader and it's a, just a whole plethora of different guys who have, who have a special amount of traits that we can each follow what has been the message throughout spring because this is a team who made a playoff run last year and i know they're going to want to make a deeper playoff run this year build upon all that momentum what has been the energy around the building in your opinion in terms of what they have to what you guys have to improve on to take that next step at, for this program i would say when I was first able to come in, you can see the hunger in everybody's eyes. You know, um, when I first was on my visit, I was hearing a lot about, you know, Parker McKinney, Parker McKinney. And I was like, who's this Parker? And I just happened, he just happened to be sitting right next to me. And he's just the most humble guy. And I was able to talk to him. He's like, you know, I want this, you know, this is something that we all talked about. And, you know, Parker's returning for his year. He wants to be here. He wants to win. And I was able to kind of see the eyes and all my other teammates saying, you know, we got a taste and we want more now. We see ourselves as legit threats. And going through the spring, Coach Wells made it very clear. We're going to train as a championship team. We're going to play as a championship team. And there's a time for laughing and having fun. And then there's a time for business. How would you grade your your spring this past this past um, this past spring and just throughout practices and things like that? Have you got more comfortable with the scheme, built chemistry with your teammates, and did you achieve all the goals that you wanted to throughout spring practice? Absolutely. You know, um, in terms of achieving and goals, I don't want to limit myself on a simple goal. I want to keep on being able to push. Um, and in terms of schemes and teammates. As soon as I came in, my teammates knew I was a guy from Illinois State, and I, I didn't want to kind of say, you know, I, I was known, um, but they kind of knew, and I didn't want to be vo pretty vocal about that. I just wanted to be able to show that I deserve to be here as long as you guys, and they said, hey, we know you're a guy. If you weren't a guy, you wouldn't be here, and um, in terms of that, teammates and uh, our chemistry has been amazing. And I know it's only going to get better through summer lifts and um, fall ball. And uh, in terms of schematics and uh, playbook, I feel like I've been able to grasp it very quickly. Um, they were able to work with me and they were able to be very patient with me to learn a whole new concept. And we're going to do some very big things. When you look at your career, man, I'm going to take a step back. I want you to compare yourself from freshman year Frankie West, who walked on to Illinois State, to the guy I'm talking to now. What's been the biggest fundamental change in your game over these past few seasons? 
I would say patience, you know, um, coming from high school, you know, I was being an all-conference guy and going from all-conference to walk-on is definitely a very humbling experience from being the guy to kind of being, okay, you're bottom of the totem pole and being able to kind of observe. I was able to watch different guys' techniques, different ways to play that I wasn't usually accustomed to and be able to handpick different points to help improve my game. So I would say learning to be humble, learning to be patient, I was able to mature. And I don't think me being, not being a walk-on allows me to get to that point. When like kind of kind of shifting to the the end with some quick hitters, man. NFL comps are huge, and especially a defensive back. I know there's so many different different great comparisons to the NFL nowadays. But when you look at your game, who do you feel like you model your game after the most? I would say I like to be myself and just play the way I can play because I don't feel like there's a measure on how good or how great I can be because I know that has yet to come. Um, but in terms of how my friends have said I play like, they say I play kind of like Joey Porter, um, someone that you know doesn't get the most picks, but I'm very focused on not allowing um, my competitor to catch the ball. But I just play the way I've been coached and the way I've been raised, and that's what my dad was very um, persistent on teaching me. He said – be like you, make others want to be like you, don't play like anybody else, play like Frankie. I, I love that, man, because if you keep going the way it is, there's going to be guys who come on this show, come on other shows and be like, I want to be like Frankie West Jr. Absolutely. Like That's 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 my pro comp. So I, I, I love that message there. And I, I think with DBs too, it's so hard because I feel like if you if you don't have a football pass and you're not watching film, just stat box, like box score watching, man, people get such a bad read on defensive backs. Because they're like, well, this guy only got one pick. It's like, yeah, but he had seven passes thrown to him like mm-hmm. all season. Absolutely. Like he shut down the side of the field. Like I'd rather have that guy than a guy who gave up a thousand yards and ha- maybe had eight picks. Like there's, there's a there's a huge difference. I think that's why your PFF grade shows so much improvement compared to some of the other people in the FCS. But we got to go back, man. Being a walk on, I'm sure you have a good story with this one. What was your welcome to college moment on the field? My welcome to college moment. I would say being on the scout team and going against James Robinson. Oh, I was, uh, <laughs> I remember our, our coaches were very adamant on not getting close to James because how great James is. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, all right, I'm going to try to set him up one time. And I remember I just went flying. I was about 20 pounds smaller. And he didn't even see me coming. He just ran right through me. And that was why I was like, all right, like, I'm here now. That, that was definitely my welcome to college moment. It's always great because, like, any player I have on here who has, like, an all-time great player on that team, that always happens to be connected to the welcome to college moment. It's like, yeah, as a, as a true freshman walk-on, probably not ready to go against James Robinson. Like, yeah. that kid was different. Um so DBs, man, I'll be honest. The wide receivers on this show have given you guys such a bad rap with this question. But how big of a trash talker are you in between those white lines? You know, I would say I get under a lot of receivers' skin. And I, I hardly talk. I'm not even going to lie. I like to smile and just kind of stare. 
because it does the same amount of damage. And once I'm talking, you know, people get tired, they get, they start to lose breath. You just smile. It, it just makes them think, why is he always smiling at me? And I learned that at a very young age and it consistently just gets in people's heads. And, you know, whenever you're pressed up and you just hit them with a nice little like that, they, they just get so aggravated. And, you know, I still don't understand that. But I'm going to keep on doing that. But when a receiver's talking to me, you know, I'll let him talk. And then right when I get a little aggravated enough, I will say, hey, I'm going to show you who I am. You know, I work for this. And you're going to show – I'm going to show you who I am. That Man, I, I love that answer. Because I, I feel like – because I played Oakland, So I, I, I kind of okay. feel the DBs because we got the same matchup all game too. We're the same two guys. For the most part, man, it just it gets so heated that if you don't respond, it's got to drive the other person crazy, especially if they're losing. If they're losing the battle that day, it it, it drives them insane. But one on one, man, and you, man on man coverage, what's the number one mistake a wide receiver can make against you? I'm a big speed guy, so I don't like when receivers try to speed release me. I take that as uh, a big amount of disrespect because my dad and I we put so much emphasis on our speed. That's kind of what I'm known for. Uh, whenever a receiver does try to speed release me, I'd see it as, okay, we're in the track race now. So I would say that that and um, any type of goal ball, not that happen. He said you better come with the routes. Yeah, That's the only way. The, it's not going to happen on the goal balls. Uh, man, I, I love the confidence. You know, I don't know if you've had the chance to look at the schedule yet for next season, but I'm sure you have, you know, coming. Come is there a game on the schedule that you have circled as like a statement game for yourself? You know, I would say I'm just happy. I'm blessed to be able to play a whole nother season. So I would say every game is a big one for me. You know, obviously everybody's going to highlight, uh, start off with Cincinnati and play with Kentucky but I'm, I'm really excited to play against Simo um, as well. Um, Gino Hess, I played, he was in my high school conference. So I, I know a lot about Gino. And, you know, I'm sure every school has a guy. And I'm just very excited to be able to match against him and get that respect from this conference. Shout out to my guy Gino, man. I, I've got to talk to him a few times. I got to meet him after the after he broke the school record at, against Tennessee State. I got to talk to him after the game. That that's my guy, a different type of animal. I'll oh, just yeah. say, like he's a different kind of man on the field. But yeah, there is a like I was looking at the schedule before this interview. I'm like, you have so many games that are NFL tape games. You got two Power Five games with Kentucky and Cincinnati. Western Carolina probably throws the ball 80 times a game if they want with, with the new coach they got over there. You got Sima with Gino and then Ryan uh, Flournoy, who's going to probably be an FCS All-American. Then you got Gardner-Webb, which that's I know the, I know the locker room has that game scheduled on the road. And then Austin P has a bunch of guys as well. Then you got Stephen F. Austin. So there's just so many statement games for the defense, at least, that when I'm looking at that schedule. But to give some credit to the other side of the ball, Outside of James, I know that's kind of like cheating on that one. It who's the best offensive player you've ever faced in your career? I would say I have two two receivers that I played against. One uh, was a teammate at Illinois State, and one was a receiver from North Dakota State. You might have known Christian Watson. Christian Watson yeah. was my first ever start. So, um, and it was homecoming, so I was really excited to get that one. And then 
The other receiver is um, Taylor Grimes, who ended up going to Incarnate Ward. Um, love that guy. It was He made me work. He We worked a lot because he was a, a starter. I was a scout team guy, so I got to go against him every day until I got to that starting status. And when he left, I knew he was going to do great things. Yeah, I don't – as great as Lindsey was last year – Taylor, I, I think Taylor kind of held that wide receiving core together. As great as Darian, Darian Chafin was a was a man amongst yeah. boys at the time, but Taylor for two seasons from Lindsey to and Cameron Ward, man, he mm-hmm. was the guy. Yeah, for two years at Incarnate Word, and and I, I talked to Coach uh, Coach Killo, who's there now, and Coach Kenny, and man, they had nothing but good things to say about Taylor. So I'm not surprised about that. And then. I think Christian Watson speaks for himself. You weren't a second round pick out of the FCS unless you're a dog. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how it goes. But I have to ask you this, man, because as much as people try to discredit stats and PFF grades and film and everything, the NFL sees that. And so you're coming out in a year for the NFL draft and they're going to have you on a lot of boards. And so when I, I, I want to know if an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Frankie West, if they select you in the upcoming NFL draft, what do you tell them? I would say they're getting a dog. They're getting someone who loves and understands the game, someone who eats, sleeps, and just breathes football. Um, I come from very humble beginnings, so I know how much work has to be put in order to get to that level of um, professionalism. I've been able to be around. I've been able to play against players who are part of it. And I have a coach. I have a dad who has treated me as a coach and player relationship. And he knows what it takes to get to that level. So I would say they're getting someone who is very, um, very, very intelligent in just many different formats of wanting to learn, wanting to compete, and wanting to just succeed in the best way he can and helping the team. Man, I I, I love that. I, I know you're going to be one of the top prospects coming out, probably going to be on a lot of preseason lists, whether it's All-American, All-Conference coming into this season, or I, I say should be because I don't control the other publications, but I know in ours you're already on some lists. So I'll just say that. But I, I just want to shout out Craig Haley, Sam Herder, man. Frankie West should be a name on a lot of those lists. But, man, Frankie, I appreciate you so much, man, for hopping on the show. But this is all about player promotion, man, especially for all the FCS guys out there. Where can people follow you on social media, contact you for NIL deals, and also if there's anything you want to say, any messages you want to give, man, this time is yours. Uh, My Instagram is FDWJR2, uh, Twitter, Wes underscore Frankie. And I just wanted to thank you guys for having me because, you know, I don't get as much accolades as I feel like I deserve, but – Something I learned is accolades don't define me as a player and as a man who I have become to be. You know, accolades are going to be great, but I just want to win. Point blank, period. Mm. Man, guys, Eastern Kentucky is going to be loaded next year. Just take my word for it. Wofford's, all the A lot of the wide receiving cores returning. I don't think either of us can say enough um, about Parker McKinney. That, that guy – is different. I, I I need the practice film because I need to see you versus Parker because I know that's a battle. But man, I, I'm 
uh, Eastern Kentucky is on my list. I've talked to Coach Wells and everything. I'm trying to get up there for that SEMO game. That's the game. I, I got to be in attendance for that one. That one's going to be a battle or possibly even catch all over in Gardner-Webb. But, man, we'll, we'll definitely catch up in person once I get up to a game this year. But, guys, make sure to go follow Frankie on all social media. going to be one of the best defensive backs in the country this season. But for Frankie West, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods guys, we are out for right now.